Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. I almost hate to use the word educational. Charles Staley. And uh, I failed phys ed and English all the way through high school. Phil Stevens. I guess I'm kind of the, uh, the dark horse here. And Rob Fortress Fortney. But there really is no secret. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, Iron Radio listeners. This is ironradio.org. I'm Robert Fortress Fortney, former editor at Muscle Mag International, former competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. And welcome aboard, everybody. Charles Staley. I am author of Muscle Logic, creator of Escalating Density Training. I'm also a master's category competitive weightlifter. And uh, great to have you all on board today. Uh, this is Phil Stevens, um, strength coach with Staley Training, uh, strength athlete from powerlifting to Highland Games across the board in ChandraLipperHope.org. And currently freezing his butt off in Montana. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, uh, live. Yeah, I was just going to say live from the Iron Horse Saloon. So. Oh, is that where you are? <laughs> yeah, that's where I am. Phil, so even for you, this is far too early to be drinking. No, I, that's why I'm getting a burger, man. All right. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, that aside, this should be fun today. Uh, we've got Rachel Cosgrove with us. Uh, Rachel, thanks for thanks for hanging out today. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. And I was I was I was saying uh, just before we queued up, I just feel guilty. I'm trying I was trying to think preparing for this, how long it was uh, ago since I was at your place out there in uh, California. I don't know if it was like 15 years, maybe? Well, no, we've been open 10 years, so I think it was probably about nine years ago. So, yeah, Uh, we've changed quite a bit since you've been out here. You ought to come uh, out again. I I, I know, I should, because even then you guys were just cranking like gangbusters, so I can't even imagine now. I know you've moved and expanded and everything, so... um, so, so that's really cool. But I just want to let everybody know a little bit about you. Rachel has, you know, as I just mentioned, uh, when I was out there nine, ten years ago, uh, Rachel and her uh, husband, Owen, had just an amazing training business uh, going even then. And uh, Rachel's been at this stuff on a personal level for over 15 years. And for the past eight or nine years, she's been uh, really full-time uh, helping clients through personal fitness coaching and uh, um uh, five years ago, uh, Rachel and uh, Alan opened uh, that the facility they're in now in uh, Santa Clarita, California, called Results Fitness, and uh, they're really doing a lot of great work out there through nutrition and uh, individualized training programs, supplementation, and Rachel's just been researching uh, this stuff like a demon uh, for for years and years, and 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 really focusing on on, on helping women lose fat, gain muscle, and getting that. Uh, there's a certain look women like, huh, Rachel? It's not like I, I was thinking. Um, I was, I was, I've been watching French Open in tennis this week. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there's sort of a dark house, uh, a dark horse who's going to be in the finals, who's Samantha Stosher from uh, from Australia. Do, do you know who that is? Do you follow this at all? No, I haven't been. Oh my God! You should really <laughs> check it out. It's just, it's just a great thing for those of us who appreciate uh, resistance training and uh-huh. you know strong, uh, strong sturdy females. women, uh, you know, doing well. It's it's kind of really cool. So uh, the finals, I don't know, are going to be this weekend, probably. probably yeah, I'll check them out. out. But uh, but that's cool. Yeah, for some for some reason, women don't seem to be like massive and huge. And I don't, I don't know what that's about. So I guess that's why I'm not good with female clients. I'm, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool. I want to just uh, let people know too that um, your email address is Rachel at RachelCosgrove.com, and it really is just how it sounds. And um, we'll talk about uh, Rachel's new book, which is the Female Body Breakthrough. 
and uh, that's kind of uh, that's uh, really pretty neat because it, it's kind of uh, linked up with some free video coaching, and uh, you can find all about that at thefemalebodybreakthrough.com, just like it sounds. So, um, what, Rachel, when did the book come out? Actually, because I know it's 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 relatively new, right? Yeah, it came out in November 2009. So, okay, okay. yeah, it just yeah, came out yeah. and hit bestseller on Amazon. So that was exciting. Wow, so, isn't that so cool? Yeah, so it's it's definitely it was a fun project. It, you know, to be able to put everything into one place, everything I've learned from you know yeah. everybody, and also from my clients, and just you know the different. Yeah. I have stories of clients and everything in there. So it's yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to write. And, you know, in the interest of full disclosure for everybody, I don't have the book, and it's just just because I'm not like a girl, you know. So I just I just don't have the book because it's a it's a women's training book. But uh, I'll have to I send mean, you a copy, I'll, Charles. Oh, oh that would be wonderful. <laughs> it's good insight and, to us girls, you it, know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it, it is because you know us dude coaches and trainers probably don't really get it at all. So I don't know what what's what's um what if if you had to say like like for male coaches and trainers who work with women is there a particular or a specific thing that just comes immediately to mind in terms of mistakes that we make well women i mean you do have to approach women differently you know and and the way you talk to women uh, most of it does have a lot to do with psychology and a lot to do with their mindset and i think a lot of men don't realize um you know the kind of dialogue that that most women have going on in their heads Daily. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, no, tell, uh, us, tell us about it because we all need help with communication. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, the average client that walks into our gym, uh, female, you know, we have about 70% females that come to our gym. And, you know, really, you know, most females are very hard on themselves. They expect a lot of themselves. They usually are givers. You know, they, they're moms. Yep. They're, you know, they give, give, give all day long. And they, it's hard for them to take that hour for themselves. You know, so when they stop and take an hour to come into the gym to, you know, set that side, set aside that time for themselves, um, that's powerful, you know, and so as a coach, you know, as a male coach, especially like, you know, just realizing how valuable that time is to her. Um, and then the fact that, you know, most women are struggling with ongoing body image issues, you know, I mean, and what I've realized is no matter what shape or size the woman is, no matter how great she looks, she has some kind of some yeah. some hookup, you know, about, oh, but I wish my, you know, thighs were smaller or I wish my I didn't have this cellulite yeah. or I wish yeah. I didn't have a muffin top or, yeah. like, you know, every woman I come across as I interview them, it's like, you know, no matter how great they look, they always have this, you know, this little something that they want to be better. And, uh, you know what? You, you, you just have taught me something that, that I kind of, I guess I've heard said before, but I just didn't realize. And, and I don't know if, if, if Rob and Phil will agree, but... Your first statement about women just not wanting to put time into themselves. I mean, uh, you know, that's yep. kind of news to me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like I'm not completely ignorant to that. I mean, I, I've heard it before, but it's not something that's, you know, in the forefront of my mind when I'm training women. Right. But uh, you also alluded to something that that is very similar to something that I always say about women. And, and I don't mean it disrespectfully at all, but I have never met a woman who really was happy with their body. Right. No, it's true. And that's, I mean, it's so sad because, <laughs> you know, because there, I mean, so many women have such great bodies and, you know, it's like, why, you know, why not enjoy it? So life's too short not to 
enjoy right. being fit and healthy. And um, so that, the irony yeah. I always find is the woman with the better the better the body usually the more the more hangups. More hangups, yeah. And that's you know that's part of my mission that I'm you know in my book I really want to try to get through not just to teach them the training principles and the nutrition principles, but yeah. the mindset principles of how to really shift their mindset so that they can enjoy being strong and being fit. And you know it's like what I realized was part of my philosophies on changing their mindset is the type of exercise they do. And yeah. I believe strength training and, you know, empowering them to, you know, do exercises they never thought they could do, you know. I mean, oh, most women it. grew up like, you know, oh, you'll never do a push-up, you're a girl, just do girl push-ups. You'll never do a chin-up, you know, don't lift too heavy, yeah. you'll hurt yourself, you know. So yeah. um, just empowering them with, hey, you know what, I can do a push-up and I can do a chin-up and, you know, how much can I lift? And, you know, yeah. that's yeah. pretty empowering for most yeah. women. And Yeah, chin- am I right about this? But I've always noticed that. Women in particular really get their rocks off when they finally do a pull-up or a chin-up. They just oh, really yeah. love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when a woman can, you know, bust out 10 push-ups, like, go home and show her 10-year-old that, hey, check me out. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. you know, something yeah. she was told, I mean, on like, most women in their subconscious, you know, ever since they were a kid, were told, you can't do that, you can't do that. You know, and they approach their exercise with this this in their subconscious of, I can't, you know, can't lift too heavy, can't, I mean, even the first woman to run a marathon had to dress up like a man, you know, and uh, so you don't, it's true, and that was like in the 70s, that wasn't even that long ago, um, you know, so it's like we've constantly been told that we can't, and uh, so I just, I think strength training is the answer for women to, part of, you know, the training that's going to um, help switch their mindset and help, you know, realize that, hey, I'm strong, I'm fit, I can do whatever I set out to do. You know, what's yeah, well, kind of really interesting about this conversation so far, and, uh, you know, most most listeners to this show are, are males, but, you know, all males know females, uh, either females in their life uh, personally or they coach females. And mm-hmm. as a coach, um, you're kind of waking me up to, to, to probably a big mistake I'm making, which is that when I'm working with, with women, um, really my mind is a little bit more focused on <laughs> biomechanics and, you know, uh, <laughs> Weight selection and you know all that stuff, and whereas really probably a lot more attention needs to be kind of paid to the psychology of all this. Huh? Yeah, and giving I mean what I call you know the name of my book is the female body breakthrough, and really giving those women that breakthrough. Um, mm-hmm. Consistently, when I speak to women, they have a moment, you know, like a, a breakthrough moment when they uh-huh. when they were lifting weights. Women who have made the breakthrough and who do feel good about themselves, yeah. um, there's always like a moment that they kind of latch onto where they have this feeling, you know, and it's like that's your job as a coach is to give them that yeah. feeling of yeah. empowerment, you know, where they actually did the push-up or they did the chin-up or, you know, they just they got a glance of themselves in the mirror and saw how strong they looked or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. like the, Whatever it was. Yeah, the, like women tend to latch on to one moment where they get this feeling of, you know, like, wow, I did it or I can do it. And so yeah. you, your job as a that, coach is to give them that mo- that breakthrough moment. I guess that would be the polar opposite of hitting rock bottom. <laughs> I mean, I think that, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, I know from my all my work running that all-women's forum was it was just when they finally, I don't know, you give them permission to lift heavy. Right. And they realize they can do it, then they are they're they're just hooked. I don't. It's like a drug then, and it's like ah. And yeah. like you said, it's that breakthrough. Yep. And um, yeah, it's just getting past that. I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, so but, you know, you, you know, as guys, I think we're at such a disadvantage in in a certain respect as coaches. You know, because um, 
I think, I, you know, tell me if I'm right, Rachel, but I think if you're a woman and you have a guy coach, you know, she's just thinking, all right, he, he doesn't get this, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it could be, you know, I, I say, it. you know, guys can actually have an advantage, too, because I think there is there is a competitive thing between females. So, um, you know, you, guys can also, there is a good side of being a male coach to a female because, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if and if, if as a male you tell her she looks better or she's looking great or, you know, and yeah. she's like, oh, really? Like, I do? Or, you know, so if you yeah, give her that yeah. dose of confidence, I mean, I don't know yeah. how many times I've had clients come up to me and go, oh, my gosh, the other day I was working out and, you know, Joe came up to me and told me that I, I looked really good and it just made my day. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, just giving them a little compliment like that can be their breakthrough moment. So... It can actually, you can actually be a benefit to be a male coach, so don't think yeah. you're off the hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? I mean, you're kind of like a a barber. You're you're part coach, part psychologist at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of that way. I mean, I know all the yeah. online stuff I've done. I mean, I think fifty percent of the time was just talking people up, and yeah. you know things like that. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean. It's, you know, you're, that's part of your job is empowering them and, you know, bringing out the best in them. And, you know, if you don't address their mindset, uh, you're not going to bring out the best. I mean, an exercise is very emotionally linked, especially for women. And when you talk about their bodies and moving their bodies and exercise, I mean, it's, you know, it's very emotionally linked for women. So um, it does bring out that emotion. And, um, you know, you do end up, you know, having to learn how to, how to say the right things to get the best out of your clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. We're talking with Rachel Cosgrove about her book, uh, The Female Body Breakthrough, and you can find out more about that at thefemalebodybreakthrough.com, obviously all one word. And um, Rachel, I know you have like some sort of video coaching uh, associated with that book, but I, I'm not sure I understand how that works. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about that. Sure, no problem. I, what I did was I set up uh, 24 video coaching sessions, which basically when someone purchases my book, I have a 16-week program in the book along with a 16-week nutrition program. And I basically coach them through it. So if you go to my website, you can sign up, put your name and email address, and then every four days you get an email that links you to a video of me arriving in your and your computer <laughs> every four days and uh, basically coaching you, you know, getting your mindset right. Um, you know, so it's just a couple-minute video every four days, and a lot of women have really enjoyed them. And, you know, it's, it's funny when I meet women out, they're like, oh, my gosh, you've been, you've, I've seen you every four days. And so it's a lot of fun. So it really, you know, basically gets them started on the right foot, and that way the first, yeah. you know, as they're going through the book, they really have me as their coach right there, you know, coaching them. That's so smart, you know, because just to, you know, people uh, are just uh, – not taking advantage of, of the internet in the way in the way that they can be, and in terms of accountability, and I, I think so much of this is having confidence in a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, just trusting the system and trusting your coach. And absolutely, I mean that's one secret system. of all of the success stories in my book is that yeah. every single success story in there had a coach at our gym. So yeah. you know, as much as I want the book to be one resource that women can get and you know take and go you know get in shape they're going to be much better off if they get a coach to take them through the program because, you know, having a coach does – we all need a coach, you know, to bring out the best in us. Do you struggle, as I do, with what to call yourself in terms of if you're a coach or a trainer or a teacher, or, you know? Well, I've definitely strayed away from personal trainer because yeah. that just has such a negative, you know, yeah. it's too yeah. bad that there, you know, there are so many people in our industry that – um, and actually, uh, I don't know if, well, never mind. I was going to say, did you guys see me? <laughs> <laughs> right, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say uh, Jillian's new show the other night. Oh, oh, okay. Want, um, all right, anyway. let's, guys, let's just change the topic today to Jillian Michaels. I think <laughs> it would be 
what I think we should just talk about. We had Al and I had it on for about five minutes, and it was like, oh my god, what is happening to our industry? You know. Can I just, can I just say that I, I and I'm just going to say this. I find Jillian when I look at Jillian Michaels, I, I just like have this anger that wells up just looking at a picture of her face. <laughs> just, and I, I'm not kidding, and I have no reason to be incensed other than I'm in the same industry. I, I'm not going to even. I'm not in the same. Not industry. in the same industry. I'm no. not in the same industry. No, so I'm not even a woman. I, I don't give a crap really. But there's no, it's just about her that is so disingenuous and so. Uh, well, when you talk about mindset and you know empowering women, I mean that's the exact opposite. You know. Who's Jillian Michael? <laughs> Rob. Oh, boy, Rob. She's like the most famous female trainer right now. Besides uh, me, of course, but. Besides <laughs> Rachel. Uh, biggest loser. I guess I've missed that. Yeah, she's the one that screams loser. in their face and tells them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think she's going to go down as, like, the worst thing that happened to this industry in the last decade, for sure. <laughs> so that's what we're up against, you know, in this industry. So I really strayed away from calling myself a personal trainer. Yeah. I'm really fitness professional or fitness coach, but, yeah, I like coach. I mean, I think coach yeah. is a good word because it's, you know, it's kind of all-encompassing and it really says that you're bringing out the best in the people you work with, and I think that's that explains what we do, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, huh. Just, just, uh I like how you brought up the thing about, you know, um, exercises and, you know, physical activity being an emotional thing. Um, I I find that as a man that it is, and and certainly as we know that women are, generally speaking, more emotional than than men are. And I've I've seen very strong female, very impressive female athletes do near-limit lifts, powerlifters and so forth, and actually cry Uh um, as almost, you know, an expulsion or an expression. (laughs) Yeah. and, and believe me, I'm not. I'm, that's, I'm not denigrating that at all. I think I, I just think it's kind of cool, you know. Well, no, no, I mean, it shows that you've dug so deep that you know your emotions. Well, exactly. And I, I, I think it's kind of, kind of neat. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I think that's that's total. You know, you've totally given yourself over to giving everything you can to that, you know, lift or that exercise, and it right. tends to <laughs> tends to trigger something that's emotional. You know, when you bring out that part mm-hmm. of yourself. Right, and what, I mean, and whatever channel you need to use to kind of to, to you know bring yourself into that headspace is you know is cool. So if if that's kind of what you use to get there, then hey, hats off to you, go for it, you know. Right, and then, I mean, and then as women, I mean, for women, they get hooked on that empowering feeling, you know, and that gosh, I just did that, you know, I didn't think I could, and then they want to do it again and again, and then they start seeing their body change for the best, you know, and start getting compliments, and then it becomes addicting, and that's what's exciting. There is such a link between the physical and the psychological and the emotional, uh, except for Phil, who has no emotions. He doesn't cry after he does a big lift; he just bleeds. But, uh, for most of us, and uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to throw, some, throw something out there. I know we're talking about predominantly about the the, the female gender here, but yeah. I think I think a lot of guys have trouble with emotions at all. So I think some guys actually can benefit from you know. Try, as women can benefit from training for, for more of the physical aspect of it, I think a lot of guys can probably benefit from it from a more emotional uh, benefit. As far as um, I remember, I wrote an article years ago saying that pretty much the strongest emotions I ever feel, and of course, as a man, my emotions are probably pretty much just black and white. But um, the strongest, the strongest I ever feel emotion is actually when I'm training, um, and, I, and I think that I think that's healthy actually. Um, so I think for a lot of ways that guys can benefit from that kind of, um, you know, form for the, them to kind of tap into that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, use it as a release, basically. I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
I think for a really training is. session, if you would, to be successful, you have to, it can't just be mindless. You have to bring everything in there and let it loose, yeah. Right. And it, it is very emotional. And right. if you, you know, if, if a guy kind of allows himself to um, recognize that and understand that, then he can probably um, benefit himself, you know, emotionally outside of the gym by, again, tapping into that or being, again, more cognizant of that inside the gym. Yeah, I mean, that's where, like, you know, training and, and you know, when you do uh, exercise, it does affect every other aspect of your life because you find that you're, you know, you're more in tune with yourself and you're, you know, like you said, you're able, it's a place where you can release that energy, you know. I mean, really, I think, like you're saying, most men do tend to keep, you know, a lot of their emotions inside. And so if you have some kind of release where it's basically just energy, right, that you have to let well, yeah, go I mean, somewhere, you know, so it's like what a great place to let it go. Well, I mean, I just read a recent study saying that there's something like five areas of the brain for female brain or something that process emotion, mm-hmm. and there's one in males. Oh, really? <laughs> um, the, the scientist that was publishing this report was saying that, it, you know, when it comes to a... If you liken a, the, the, the emotional female brain to a highway, it's like a, you know, like a... 14 lane super highway and if you if you aim for a male brand it's like a you know one lane unpaved <laughs> but road. by the way you ever you you must have seen there's this little uh image on the internet that floats around about you know male versus female and the male is like there's like one switch or something and then the female there's like hundreds of buttons and switches and <laughs> yeah. you, know you know what i'm talking about that every once in a while i, yeah. I see that it's pretty it's pretty true actually <laughs> But I, I just find it interesting that we're talking about this again, kind of going back to what I was saying a few minutes ago, how, um, you know, the, the same activity can, can benefit um, both genders in the same way but in different formats. Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, in the gym, maybe acutely for women um, and maybe, you know, distancing distance themselves from men for outside, again, as it, as it relates to their kind of, um, again, maybe developing a little bit more um, acuity towards, you know, how, how it relates to their own emotions when they're not actually training, so... This is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting. And, you know, look, if, you, if you're a guy, I, I alluded to the fact earlier that, that we have predominantly a male audience, but, you know, if you have women in your life who are struggling with fitness and they don't listen to you, um, you know, maybe turn them on to Rachel's book and, uh, you know. Yeah, I've had a lot of thank yous from men that are like, thank yeah. God, I've been trying to tell my wife <laughs> she won't listen to me and I just bought her your book and finally, so... <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, well let's, uh, let's queue up. Let, oh, go ahead, Phil. Oh, you can, I can do it on the, I, I can do it on the topic of the day, too. So it's just about training women. So yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna queue up the, we're gonna queue up the music here, so hang tight. Well, Phil, I seem to be having immense issues with the, uh, <laughs> well, you just press the play button, but we can just roll with it. Fortress, what is best in life? If you need a break from listening to these barbarians and you want to read something intellectual, check out the library at www.ironradio.org. The feature article this month is about a conference that took place in Canada an exercise physiology conference where the researchers were literally trying to answer questions like the optimal number of sets and intensity for maximal protein synthesis and muscle growth. There's other juicy material there 
like the effects of cortisol and adding more fat cells to your physique over time, how women recover better than men, and tons more. So if you're interested in reading as well as listening, check out www.ironradio.org and our article library. Thanks. Um, I'll okay. just for my question. Let's just roll. Um, yeah, we'll, I have a, we'll go. Rachel, I find one of the things, you know, that we constantly face here is even women have this emotional tie to a, a physical position, meaning, like, when you need to arch your back hard, get your chest big, things like this, to, to like, do a squat correctly or a deadlift correctly. Um, you know, stick your air end out, stick your chest out type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems to be just one of the biggest things to get past with women. Okay, um, you'd like they don't like that position. Is that what you're saying? Or? It's like they've been taught to not do that. Oh, you okay. Know, to, to, through life, you know, you don't like you're talking your about like a deadlift. You don't, or... Yeah, you know, you don't retract your your scapula and stick your chest out and stick your butt out, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like getting past that and say, hey, it's okay, and it's actually a safe way to move. It's going to lead to better posture, this and that. I think you have to um, put it in their terms, um, <laughs> you know, like real world, like for a woman, like, I mean, one, I know, like if I'm teaching a Romanian deadlift, um, you know, if, if she, um, this is actually something I got from Alan, he actually said this once and I was like, oh, that's, that's great because it clicks for women. Um, if you're holding a laundry basket full of clothes and you go to shut the door behind you and you stick your butt out, you know, that's what, that's how you're going to get in that position. And then she's like, oh, okay, you know, now I stick my butt out like that, I get it, you know. Um, gotcha. And then also, like, what is, what's the problem that she wants a solution to? Like, she wants to feel good. She wants to look good. If you tell her that she's going to look 10 pounds lighter if she pulls her shoulder blades back and stands up tall, she's like, okay, done. <laughs> like, what, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so make yeah, well, sure you I mean, link it to what she wants, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, so and the fact that if she has that. good posture, she's going to end up burning more calories and she's going to end up, you know, having a more effective workout and get the body that she wants. Coaching-wise, I think, you know, hitting on that, I'd say, you know, 70% of coaching is the correct use Yeah. for the person. It really is. And it's just having this huge encyclopedia of cues that you can pull into. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely. Great. I mean, so. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. I and mean, if you have a couple words to to make something happen, um, I actually recently did an article for Men's Health on coaching cues and, you know, really gathered cues from everybody that I could. And it was so interesting to hear all the different coaches' idea, you know, things that they use um, daily to get a response from somebody. You know, I don't think my coaching cues are um, suitable for on-air stuff. No. <laughs> uh, um, back to the emotional aspect, um, I just kind of like to hear from everybody. One thing I've noticed, and I, I, I'm sure all of you guys have, positive reinforcement. A lot of coaching, we were talking about Jillian Michaels earlier, and it's very negative-based. And there's just not that many people in real life that excel when you're negative on it, when you put them down. I mean, there's right. the one or two people. But other than that, I mean, it's realizing that you're going to get more with, well, what's the old saying? You're going to collect more bees with honey than you are with salt or whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt? Hill, you just slaughtered that. <laughs> well, sorry, whatever the heck it is. What's the good thing? <laughs> with honey than vinegar or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, no, I think this but, is a really interesting kind of branch of what we're talking about because I've, I've – I certainly can talk from personal experience. I don't like the whole concept of some guy, you know, and as a guy, we all know, you know, when other guys are, you know, come on, you bleeping, bleeping this, and you wimp. Exactly. And I don't, I, I actually can speak for personal experience that I don't respond to that at all. I like, no. um, like encouraging kind of very 
triumphant and victorious type of, you know, exclamations and stuff like that. And, and I, I've noticed um, coaching um, men and women that it's much the same. I think I think just the whole kind of um, bubble of positivity that's created by kind of that kind of, you know, back and forth verbiage of, you know, again, like a very victorious t- type of um, statements and encouragements and some uh, that is much more beneficial. I think people have enough negative stuff going on in their lives, right? So it's like when, when you're coaching somebody, there's a definite exchange of energy between the coach and the client, you know? And if you're exchanging Definitely. negative energy, then they walk out the door feeling like, you know, they already had to tackle whatever else they had to tackle before they walked in the door to the gym, you know, in their life. You know, and that, that whole negative approach is so, to me, so counterintuitive that I, I, I wonder if it's possible to stumble upon that method instinctively or if it has to be taught because I just can't imagine uh, arriving at that kind of method all on your own. Like, how would you, well, the, like, it just defies uh, logic. Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind, aside from, like, Jillian Michaels and stuff, seeing them screaming at people, is, like, the high school football coaches just degrading the whole team, trying to get it. Come on, you freaking blank blanks, blah, 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 blah. And, it's, you know, it just doesn't work. You I know, think it's, it's a lack of confidence people. as a coach, too. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it probably emanates from a military standpoint with the whole concept of, you know, the, the, the screaming drill sergeant kind of thing and, and kind of using it as a kind of a way of intimidation, you know, in, in a military sense for, you know, young jackass recruits that you have to kind of get in line real quick, right? So you kind of use that in, as an in, intimidation um, tactic, and I think that's probably where it bled over into, you know, um, some tool coaches thinking that that works as well. and. You know, here we have now, like you're saying, this this Jillian Michaels woman or whatever screaming her head off and, you know, being negative towards people. I think it probably bled from all that military stuff. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think even more so, it doesn't work well with men, but I think more so with women. Right. I mean, I, I haven't yeah. trained a woman that if you degrade her, she ain't going to do nothing for you. No. Well, she's got enough <laughs> yeah. degrading negative talk going on in her head all day long. But the last thing she needs is for one more person to say, you know, <laughs> you're fat and you, you know, whatever. I yeah, mean, exactly. she's already got it. I mean, and that's definitely one thing I think we do is, you know, if, if we have somebody do a lift and if they're brand new to it and they do eight things wrong and one thing right, the first thing you point out to her is, you did that great. Right. Now let's just do this and this. Right. You know, keep doing that instead of, oh, Jesus, Absolutely. you did seven freaking things wrong. You only did one thing right. Yeah. You're never yeah. going to get it. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's I, just that positive twist on everything. Yeah. I, I actually I actually have, believe it or not, Rachel, you'll find this funny. I find this, um, I actually have issues a little bit with uh, with assessments. With women? So it, it, with, with, with anyone, actually, because it's so easy for that information to be rendered as, as, a, as, a, as a negative or a criticism, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to assess, don't get me wrong. But right. It's no, you're, it's true, though. You have to be careful that your assessment is, you know, you yeah. do let them have some success during their assessment, yeah. that they don't walk yeah. out feeling like, all yeah. right, there's no Defected. hope. <laughs> did, did, right. I ever, uh, did I ever give you uh, the story when I first met Paul Check, Rachel? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, so he's like, yeah, come on, come on by. I'll give you a free posture analysis. So I come by the next day, he's like, okay, just stand normally. So I just stand there and he goes, okay, we got to fix this. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so demoralizing. You right, know? you're like, okay, yeah, I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty big on assessments. <laughs> 
Hey, so I do want to verge into the also the physiological aspects because the, the um, you know the, the topic today is what works for women, and I know that you have more of a resistance training bent than a lot of people do, and and more of a correct resistance training bent. So could you, I, I would love to hear your take genuinely on the relative importance of resistance training versus. Uh, both aerobic and anaerobic cardiovascular training. Because a lot of coaches out there are like, oh, women shouldn't do aerobic exercise, women should, they shouldn't. What is your take on the relative contribution of, of each? Well, I think, bottom line, most women need to flip their priorities when it comes to exercise. Most women, they already prioritize uh, long, steady-state cardio or aerobics or doing classes or spinning or whatever. They, you know, they do all of that usually as their priority. And then if they, fit it, if they can fit it in, they'll do maybe a weight training session, you know. Um, but only if, you know, they have time or they can fit it in. They make sure they get their cardio. And I think it's just all about flipping those priorities um, you know, I never would say never, ever go out for a bike ride or never go sure. for a run, but it's really just a matter of make your strength training the priority. And, I mean, bottom line, strength training is going to boost your metabolism. It's going to – I mean, women have every disadvantage there is already. Men have testosterone. We don't. You know, we we go into this, like, already at a disadvantage. So for us, like, there's a reason why men can lose weight easier than women. It's because they have more muscle mass and their metabolism is higher. And, you know, that's the one thing that weight training will do for you is it will build your metabolism make you stronger, and then there's, there's like, way more health benefits for females than there are for males as far as, you know, decreasing their risk of osteoporosis, you know, uh, as they, de- you know, reversing the aging process, you know, func- just being more functional and less injuries, uh, you know, it's just because men already have that strength and already, you know, and they're even getting more of it in the gym, and so it's like... You no, know, I've I've been saying that for years now to women that, you know, like, in the grand scheme of things, women are benefited much more from doing engaging strength training for the reasons, of course, that you just mentioned. And, right. And it's amazing how you, you just kind of bang your head against a wall with so many women who are just, um, you Stuck know, it was alluded to earlier, but, you know, going through, um, I guess, as young girls and so forth, just, you know, this whole kind of brainwashing of, you know, well, that that can't be true, right? As a woman, you're not supposed to, you know, exert, you know, force against anything and these types of things. So Right. Um, and, and that's shifting that whole, like I was saying earlier, that subconscious you know, that they have of, I can't do that, you know, I can't lift heavy, I, you know, I'm a girl. Um, right. And right. Uh, really just, you know, giving them permission, really, to, that hey, you know what, this is actually more beneficial and more important that you do this type of workout. So, I mean, I've had firsthand experience myself. I did an Ironman triathlon, so I did, like, the maximum endurance you could possibly do. And my body did not look as good as when I trained for a powerlifting competition, <laughs> you know, and I didn't feel as good. Um, and it was amazing to me. Here I am doing, like, 20-plus hours of cardio a week. Like, I thought, gee, I should be able to eat whatever I want. And I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, this is really amazing that, that you that know. Is very, that's very revealing. That, that should be on the first page of your book if it's not already. Yeah, I, I tell the story in my book of, you know, yeah, basically yeah, no, what happened. A, and That's a great story. Yeah. Um, if, if you're joining us late, we're talking again with Rachel Cosgrove of rachelcosgrove.com. Just a reminder for the ironradio.org summer contest and giveaway, it's called Nutrition Stories. Win some very nice university nutrition textbooks and get smarter than your training partner. These are new, colorful, cool textbooks, not dusty old nutritional biochem texts, although some of us like those too. About $50 to $100 value each. We're going to give away at least one in June and one in July. To enter, it's easy. Call Fortress, and for June, we're going to ask that you describe your worst nutritional blunder or experience and what was wrong with it or how you've corrected it. You just call 206-203-3000. 
888-357-3798 and leave a voicemail for Rob. Uh, if you'd like it read on air, just give Fortress permission to do so. Uh, nothing too personal, please. Uh, and he'll read it on the air. At month's end, uh, Fortress will then choose the best story in his subjective opinion. So again, just call 206-203-3798 and tell Rob about your worst nutritional blunder or experience and either what was wrong with it or how you fixed it. Good luck. And, um, uh, you know... You know, you just alluded to the fact that women probably have more to gain from strength training than men have to gain. So I wonder if you would agree with this. I have a saying that uh, fitness is the result of what you do, not how it feels to do it. Do you okay. Think the, um, do you think the, um, the predominance of cardio with women has to do with just the fact that you feel it, you know? Does somebody have a TV or something going on? Yeah, there's there is, there is some sort of... There's background noise going on. Oh, anyway, okay. I'm up, up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Go somewhere. Yeah, but, um, yeah do, you, do, you th- do you think people make the mistake of basing everything on how things feel instead of, you know, actually just the work that you're doing? Is is that a do you, would you agree that's kind of a something that throws people off a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, well, most and I think most women have just been, you know, told you know, that that's what they should be doing. And so in their heads, you know, I need to go out and torture myself with hours and hours yeah, of yeah. of cardio or, you know, like long steady state, I need to run, you know, I want a runner's body, I need to run. And they think, you know, that running is going to give them a runner's body, but uh, we all know, that, you know. That is such a great, great example. And I think for most women, distance running is terrible. And, and, unless oh, you're, yeah. Unless you're, unless you're tiny to start with, but if you have any kind of hips or any kind of, you know, breasts, or, you know, any kind of body weight at all. I just think it's, you know, it's a chicken or an egg. Uh, yeah, analogy, well, it was, you know? um, I think uh, there was a physical therapist, Diane Lee, who said, um, you don't run to get fit. You need to be fit to run, That's you know. Right. Like, basically, you need to first strength training and get your body, get your joints all strong enough that they can handle that, you know, pounding and that demand. If you really want to run, like, that's, you know, yeah. you first need to get I fit enough to run. I think that's a wonderful thing, yeah, because um, as Phil and Charles know, you know, I, I was doing a little bit of running for a couple of years ago, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm 285 now, but, you know, at the time it was like 275 or whatever, and so many people would ask me, well, you know, do you have back problems and knee problems from running? You must, and certainly I felt the impact of it, but um, I never experienced any injury whatsoever, and yeah. I, I attribute that mostly to the fact of basically what you're saying right now. I was, I was, you know, secure, you know, like I had structural integrity and strength in that before I ever did it. So Yeah, and I was saying um, when I trained my for my Ironman. cardio-wise were certainly came, um, you know, again, the, my physical, you know, mechanical integrity of my, my structure allowed me to do it without, you know, becoming injured and having all sorts of problems. Yeah, I had the exact same experience with um, when I trained for the Ironman because, I mean, you do a marathon at the end of, you know, a 112-mile bike ride, and, and so... Most of my friends had some kind of injury that were doing the race, too. Like, you know, they had a knee problem or had this or had that, and I right. had nothing, you know. And yeah. I felt strong. I continued strength training throughout, you know, while I was training for it. And, right. Uh, so I think that's, that's a huge part of it. But I think, you know, just people are mis- they've just been misinformed that, you know, the running is, or, you know, whatever, you know, long endurance is what's going to get you to where you want to be, but it's actually, you know, it's not. It's something that your body adapts to really quickly, yeah. and, you know, it's, you're not going to change your body with that type of exercise long term. Yeah. I think the other thing, I mean, it can't go without this being said, is just the whole, 
misconception of women that, you know, if I pick up heavy weight, I'm going to get big and blocky. Right. And, you know, we've touched on the hormonal aspects and whatnot, but, I mean, it's just something that they need to know it doesn't happen. I don't know if, how or if we will ever get past this. I mean, <laughs> Well, I've actually because, I've been I mean, on a couple TV shows recently, and I've asked yeah. the ho- different hosts, because that's a question I get a lot, is, I can't believe you want us to lift 20-pound dumbbells. And um, and <laughs> I always say, well, how much does your purse weigh? And yeah, the average woman's purse weighs anywhere from 8 to 10 pounds. And, you know, I had the last host said to me, my purse weighs 25 pounds. And I was like, okay, so how are you going to change your body by lifting less than, you know, what you're already used to carrying all day long? Yeah, or their child, you know, picking up their Yeah, their their child, their groceries. I mean, it's the whole, like, women just don't give themselves enough credit. They don't realize how strong they are. But when you start to give them examples like that, they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do lift a 20-pound purse every day. You know, why would anything less change my body? So, I mean, the the first people I point to as, as examples for them is I I start throwing up YouTube videos at them of weight class Olympic lifters. Yeah, you, yeah. you go to the American Open or, or a world class event, and you get in you know the the weight classes in the low hundreds and whatnot, and these women are lifting heavy weights from singles to triples, and excuse, I mean, they are darn good looking. Yeah, <laughs> and they're lifting very, very, very heavy, not low reps. Yeah, and and this five pounds, and it's just trying to get these examples out there, and that's that's a great one I use is point them in that direction, and then it's just explaining that, you know, the the same thing that makes guys huge make women hot. <laughs> you know, it's it's not going to have the same effect on you because, like you talked about earlier, they don't have the 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 hormones of the genetics for it. Right. You know, and they all want to get so called toned, and it's realizing that you know tone is built through muscle. Muscle. Yep. So, I've always said that. <laughs> Yeah, the stronger the woman, usually the hotter the body. Yeah. yeah. Without question. I mean, I, yeah, like you see these aerobic bunnies and stuff, and they're just small, gangly, weak-looking, and I don't know, it doesn't, just certainly doesn't attract me. I mean, you know, just flat butts have yeah. no contour to the muscle. I mean, I try to explain it to women just, you know, in the concept that, you know, muscle is basically the, the Play-Doh of the body, you know? And if you want to shape the body, you have to accumulate a certain degree of Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. And if you have none, there's nothing you can really with. do about it. You know? <laughs> nothing you can work with. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you have to accumulate that, you know, that muscle, that you know, that play-doh, and then then you can you know contour the body the way you want it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We actually had a team of um, nine women trained for a powerlifting competition at our gym. They're all like moms, you know, that had never done anything like that, and all of their bodies just completely transformed, and they were just amazed because they're like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, like I can't keep, you know, like I can't, my clothes are falling off of me, and like I can't eat enough. I'm just hungry all the time, and exactly. you know, I, and they were just amazed at how you know the lifting heavy and the powerlifting, and they had a blast too. They you know went to the competition and all had so much fun, and of That's course because so there's not many women at those powerlifting competitions, you end up yeah. all coming home with medals and you know feeling that sense of empowerment for sure so it's fun Rachel in the realm of resistance training is there a single exercise that you would really like to see more women doing and then on the flip side of that are there any resistance training exercises that you do not like for women uh, for for any particular reason that's a good question yeah okay well I'm going to start with the second question because it's an easier one Um, my biggest thing is that you don't walk in you don't walk into the gym to sit on your butt we do enough sitting on our butt out of outside of the gym, so there really should never be an exercise um, for really any like anybody um, where they, you know, for women especially, like 
to sit down. Like, why are you going to sit down? Um, you know, always standing up, always engaging their core, um, always, you know, what I, what I call in my book, bang for your buck exercises. You know, you're going to burn calories. You're going to use more muscle groups. Uh, you know, there's really shouldn't be any sort of, I mean, even benches to a degree we use for step ups. You know, we use for Bulgarian split squats. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, we've actually, you know, less and less, you, you don't, you don't see, you know, even ch- dumbbell chest presses anymore. Like, you know, we just, like, I want to do something where they're going to be actually working their butt. I'll do um, half bench bench presses where they actually walk their feet out so their butt's off the bench. Oh, like and that it. way they're engaging their core, just their upper back is on the, you know, the, the end of the bench. Yeah. And um, sure, they won't, can't lift as much, but that's not what it's about, you know? No, Rachel, that um, is just such a great, uh, a great concept. And we, we always tell our clients, even men, that the biggest mistake uh, that people make when they bench press is, as soon as you lay down on a bench, you think it's like nap time, you know, and, and right. you shouldn't have a – even though you are on a bench, you shouldn't have a passive psychology about it. You need the whole body completely engaged. Right. So I, I, li- I like what you just described there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for women, that's more, more what it's about because they don't – you know, it's not a really – I mean, bottom line, it's not really about how much can I bench, you know. I mean, they don't go to their, you know, kids' soccer practice and say, you know, check me out. I can bench, you know. <laughs> like, that's not, not – <laughs> what's important to them. So it's more yeah, about, yeah. you know, exercises that are going to work their, you know, bang for their bucks. I'd rather them, you know, lift a, a lower dumbbell, even though it's still going to be, you know, probably more than, it's going to be more than a purse, right? Um, and, sure. and get their whole core engaged, their butt engaged, because most of them don't know how to use their butt. You know, they have cool. gluteal amnesia. And so any chance you get to get them to um, engage their butt and engage, you know, engage their core, um, you know, I take that opportunity to do that. So really, no sitting <laughs> of any kind. Um, so really, it's it's when you think about it, mo- the average gym, you walk in and it's like a room full of places to sit. You know, yeah. like, that'd be a great sign to have actually in the gym. <laughs> like the, you know what I mean? Like a the the pictogram of somebody sitting with like the slash through it. You know, it'd be great. Yeah, like no sitting allowed in this gym. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was you, um, Charles a few months back that said something about the whole concept of every workout should have at least one movement where you're actually picking something off the floor. I always like that one, too. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean... It's, I like all that. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, Rachel. I was just going to say, because you asked what, you know, what the number one exercise... Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's always hard to give one exercise. Yeah, um, of course. You know, but obviously deadlifts are a great exercise, yeah. I think, for females. To, you know, it's a movement that you do in real life, and, you know, most women yeah. need to learn how to, you know, pick something up properly and um, engage their core, engage their glutes, you know, and really... Um, you know, and I think it's an empowering exercise for women too because they can usually get pretty strong. I mean, we have some pretty strong female deadlifters yeah. at the gym, you know. Yeah. And for them and to it, have I, that I, feeling of lifting that weight off the ground, it's like, dang, yeah. I can do whatever. You know, I can do anything. <laughs> you, you have to love exactly. that. And, and, and boy, that's the one thing that you virtually never see. I mean, if you go to a commercial fitness uh, facility, you'll never see women. De- you'll never see men deadlift, no less women. But um, I mean, yeah, we forget how, that because we live in our little bubble. That's you know? right. We do. We do yeah. forget this. And and but talk about bang for your buck. I mean, not only do you get the functionality, and not only do you get incredibly great training for muscles that make women look great, which is posterior chain and and, mm-hmm. and you know scapular retraction and and just the whole core and postural benefits and grip strength and my God, I mean, it's just hard to beat it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I think you guys all know I'm a champion of the deadlift. It's just I think it's above above all the best move for anybody. Um, yep. Even if you want to pull out the real life card, I mean, there's there's not much more real life unless you're picking up a stone or something that's not actually right. made to be lifted. But yeah, no, of course, the most basic it's thing is just everything that everybody ignores. It's the stuff you can't see with your own eyeball. 
yeah. And that's what everybody needs to be working on. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny whenever people come to visit our gym, like who are in in the fitness and like uh, you know people who are maybe consultants for the fitness industry who go in multiple gyms and they come in our gym and they're like, whoa. There's like five women all doing deadlifts and powerlifting, and <laughs> like she's doing, you know, cleans and what's like you don't see this in any other gym. It's all you know. They always yeah, comment on that, and I always forget. I'm like, oh, you're right. You know what? Like in most gyms, women don't do that. Yeah. But that's what's so cool is in our gym, women feel comfortable because it's like you look around and go, wow, I want to look like her. Well, guess what? She's doing chin ups. She's deadlifting. She's yeah. you know, all right, I'll do that. So. And by the way, another. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'll say another great thing that um, it's getting women, and I think one of the greatest things that I've seen and that we've done, and I've seen at other big uh, successful places, not big places, is just that the intermingling of very strong men and women. And you see the meatheads, and I'm a a big guy, you know. (laughs) We we end up getting this certain, um, you know, everybody thinks. The stereotypes about us. And I think some of the strongest people in the world are the best people I know. And it's getting past those stereotypes and, you know, you get them working together and they're all great people. And there's yeah. so much encouragement, especially in strength sports. And that's one of the big things we do is just push people who never thought about it to compete in something. Take an athletic mindset to life and everything is just positive and, okay, let's go compete. And, you know, we brought up four people to Prescott a couple months ago, and two of them were women, and one's, like, she's 72 years old and goes in there and sets a national record, and her whole goal in life is not to be a power lifter, (laughs) it's to be able to go hiking with her kids and stuff, and she went from being able to walk two blocks, and now she's out hiking with her kids and up mountains and crap, and it's just... That's so cool. Yeah. We had a 92-year-old come in. I'm sorry. We had a 92-year-old come in that wanted to... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just beating the stereotype of heavyweight is is the main thing to tackle. I know I, you know, I always get frustrated when I hear women that get my book and they they go into their local gym and they go, oh, I just, I couldn't do it. I was too intimidated because all the the muscle heads are over there and, you know, I just couldn't go over to the dumbbell rack and I just felt too intimidated. So I just, you know, went ahead and got on the treadmill and I'm like, no. (laughs) And I always say, you know, they want you to come over and start, you know, they're probably going to start copying what you're doing and going, oh, that's a cool exercise and they'll encourage you. And, you know, so I'm always encouraging, no, just go. Go over there, and you know you'll see how friendly they are. They're not there, you know. They're not intimidating. You say that because another thing you get past is usually it, the biggest, strongest guys in the gym are actually the ones that aren't there searching for a date. Well, most of them are looking at themselves anyway. You know, like, yeah, you know, they're in there to get their job done. Right. You know, they don't. They're not looking at the gym as a social atmosphere, like you know the guy that's over there on the freaking hammer strength machine pushing up fifty pounds. Right. The strong guys in the gym are usually the fastest to to embrace. Any girl that's kicking ass in the gym, yeah, you know, yeah. you find a group of guys. They love that girl that comes in the gym and busts ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. well, it's refreshing it's like, to see when a woman's confident. All these guys are like, the, yeah. you know, the, the opinion's like, hey, you know what? All these other girls in here, you know, whatever. But that chick, she's kick ass. Right. You know, she comes yeah. in here and she. I mean, I, most really strong guys really respect and like that. Yeah. That's why I met all my boyfriends and my husband in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm like, Rachel, no way, I'm training. <laughs> yeah. Before we uh, before we run out of time, Rachel, if you had only five minutes to teach a woman how to eat, how would you go about that? 
Oh, just keep it simple. You know, I think women make it too complex. They want to try and figure out what the secret this is, how many, you know, I have to count how many grams of this or how many points of this or just keep it simple. Um, you know, it's, everybody knows what we need to eat. We need to eat more fruits and vegetables, lean protein, eat it every couple hours, fuel your body. I'm one of, I have the fit female credo in my, a book, which is basically the rules to live by to be a fit female, which a fit female is what you were talking about in the beginning of that yeah. woman that every woman wants to look like, you know, that athletic yeah. look that they want. And um, one of the fit female credo secrets is to fuel your body to be fabulous. And it's all about fueling your body with good foods, getting your metabolism revving, and, you know, really just nourishing your body and not starving it. And, uh, you know, really switching over to non-processed, good quality food every couple hours and stop obsessing, you know. That's the main thing just keep it simple i think the yeah. uh the in, the intellectualization becomes uh basically uh an escape from doing what you need to do you know right yeah uh, we all do that we do that with program design yeah guys do that all the time with program design they spend all this time making this perfect 12 week plan and then on day two, like, something happens and their plan is screwed up and they just walk out. It's like, you know, you could just make a change, like, <laughs> right. on the fly. You know, it's like, so yeah. we, we do tend to kind of get ourselves off track Overanalyze. by uh, intellectualizing a little bit, I think. You know? Yep. So there's something to be said for the Nike saying of just do it. You know, just yeah. wake up, eat something healthy, and then a couple hours later, grab something else that's <laughs> good for you yeah. and yeah. don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, think, I think one of the biggest things that I took from – my art background and was able to bring into to, to training is just that your form follows your function. Number one, what you do in the gym and what you put in your mouth is what you're going to look like. So if you're moving more, you're getting stronger and you're eating better, you're going to automatically look better. Right. It's magical. So it's when you just, get, I mean, when you get yeah. strength training and then you fuel your body with the right foods, like yeah. it's just it, when it comes together like that, it's, and then the mindset, you know, and it's like, Mm-hmm. You can't. There's. It's magical what happens to you yep. know men and women. Yep. Very Concentrate cool. on what you can do, not what you don't get to do. Same with so. food. I mean, concentrate on what you can eat. You know that you can eat all yep. these delicious, nutritious foods. And, exactly. Yeah. Fuel well, your body. Uh, I'm sorry, well, Rachel. Um, no, I was just. I, I just wanted to uh, thank you again, Rachel, for hanging out with us today. And uh, if anyone's interested in Rachel's book, The Female Body Breakthrough, you can simply go to www.thefemalebodybreakthrough.com. And uh, Rachel, I hope we can maybe twist your arm to come back uh, again sometime. Sure, I'd love to. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Before, before we go here, I'd like to just uh, announce to yeah. our listeners that we do have a, a summer contest here. Um, and the we're going to be holding it for um, two winners actually for this this month June and one for July. Um, and basically, to enter, you just go to the uh, call-in number two zero six two zero three three seven nine eight, and you leave a voicemail um, and tell us your worst nutritional blunder or experience and what was wrong with it um, and how you corrected it. And um, at the end of this month, I'm going to choose what um, what I think is the best, um, in my subjective opinion. Um, story and the the winner gets a um, what are these here? Lonnie's provide them. They're uh, they're training. They're they're like biochemistry books. These these really nice ones. Oh, cool. He says they're worth hundred bucks a piece. So um, so these are really good books. Anyway, we're going to give one away um, this month at the end of June and one at the end of July. So the contest is open for all of June and then for then all of July. And uh, again, call in that number two zero six two zero three. Three seven nine eight, 
and uh, leave a voicemail about your worst nutritional blunder or, or experience and what was wrong with it and how you corrected it. Uh, 206-203-3798. So uh, the, that competition is now open for all of June for uh, the winner for this month, and then we'll have another one for July. So there you go. Very cool. Great. Okay, guys, until next time. Thanks okay, a lot, Ray. Thanks, everyone. Thanks a lot, Thank everybody. You. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.